That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. One squirrel is going to another squirrel's territory, looking for that squirrel's nut and relocating it as a prank. back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. We're your co-hosts. My name is Peter Bielman. And I'm Cecil Davis. Hey, uh, welcome back, everybody. We're just having a conversation, and we're doing it without Google. We're doing it out with fact-checking. We don't even have an encyclopedia here. <laughs> Those things, you know, they generally kill the conversation. We're just trying to see if we can talk through the things that we know about. And sometimes... It's a long conversation, but most of the time it's 18 to 20 minutes. So just hang out with us for a little while. That's right. What did you used to say when we first started the podcast? You tell people like, hey, even if you don't like it, it's only 18 minutes. It's going to be over, it's, really it's be over in 18 minutes. But, you know, um, we had a pretty good response to the New Year's Eve episode. We did. And this was surprising to me because... You know a secret that the our listeners don't know. Go ahead and let, in, let, let them in on it. So about three quarters of the way through that episode, Ashley said, we need to stop this. I don't think this episode's going anywhere. Yeah, you said, is this going anywhere? Yep. We had to cut it out. We, we, yeah, he, he cut that part out where he says, is this thing going anywhere? And yet... You were ready to pull the plug. I was ready to pull the plug. And yet, we've had the most robust spot response to... The wildlife episode of any episode we've had almost. We've gotten emails. We've had phone calls. Text. It's been it's been on the super secret text uh, texting yeah, our text line. That's here. right. Uh, so the first one. So we're gonna we're gonna talk more about these. I mean, yeah. people are interested oh, yeah. about wildlife. I, I, it struck a nerve, and I don't think we can wait till the mailbag. No, well, it would take up the whole mailbag. So we got other things. We'll talk about the mailbag. By the way, got some great responses about trains, about Joseph, about oh, stunt pulling, oh, yeah. about pranks. I've got a bunch of these we're saving up for a mailbag episode real soon. So if y'all wrote in, I got it, we're going to talk about it. It's going to be lots of fun. Yep. My, uh, my dad said that the mailbag episodes are actually his favorite. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, you notice, um, I don't know if the listeners know this about podcasting, but in general, during the holiday season... Listenership actually drops. Our listenership probably dropped in half during sort about Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, Christmas music is on. Christmas pod. Christ, I don't know. I don't listen to any Christmas podcasts, but <laughs> Christmas music is going on. People are out of their routines where you're getting in your car or doing a particular chore or working out in a certain way and or needing to take a nap at a certain time and tune into our podcast. And so a lot of the time, these podcasts, other, these other podcasters, they will do mailbag or they will do kind of best of episodes. Best they, of they, episode. They kind of take, take that part of the year off because they know listenership dropped. Now, that's something I didn't know until, I guess, halfway through December. I was looking at our numbers. And yeah. every, where's everyone going? And fortunately, some other podcasters told me that, yeah, that's normal. Don't worry about it. But not us. We were here through thick and thin in the studio. Well, yeah, because we Christmas were, Eve and New Year's Eve. 
this, right? We want when people return, they have a treasure trove of new episodes to listen to. So, and and the wildlife episode, well, I'm gonna kick it off with the the first response. So I had a response first thing Monday evening. <laughs> Great. Had someone call me. It's our it's our number one Western North Carolina listener. They called. They called. That's the first love. thing. And so they had a very interesting story. So um, had a memorial garden commissioned for uh, her mom. And so the gardener who takes care of this garden said, uh, in response to our squirrel story. So the gardener is is the listener. No, no, no. The one who had the memorial garden created for their mom. Okay. That's the listener. Okay. But the gardener that she hired yes. uh, had planted sunflowers, and the squirrels would come and dig up the sunflower seeds and move them to another part of the garden, and then they would sprout. Okay. But before that happened, she would see that this would happen and move them back or replant them, and it kept happening that the squirrels would move the sunflowers. So finally— Wait, 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 wait. wait. So, just so the sunflower seeds. Just the sunflower seeds. Yes. But the gardener could tell where they were going. Evidently, I'll that's have to. I might. Yeah, I may have to get some clarification. That's on that. a sharp eye right there. Yeah, and so now, uh, so she, so finally, she let them sprout. She moved them back to where she wanted them in the garden. Okay. But this is her response to us: that the squirrels move the sunflower seeds because they think they're other squirrels' nuts, and they're moving them to hide them from other squirrels to mess with them. So this is in response to your <laughs> hole in your yard. Right, because I kept so, having the same hole show yeah. up. So what she's saying is that the original squirrel that buries it has buried it in another squirrel's territory. Okay. I hope I'm getting the story right. So squirrel number two comes along, the one who's, whose territory it is, digs up the nut and hides it from the offending squirrel. That's why he's moved it. And so now the original squirrel comes back to where he thinks he's hidden the nut and it's not there, so he keeps digging and digging and digging, thinking that the nut's there. Okay, okay. So it's not that one squirrel is going to another squirrel's territory looking for that squirrel's nut and relocating it as a prank. No. It's that the original squirrel put his nut in the wrong territory. Territory, correct. The, and then the actual territory's owner of that, that right. nut comes in. Sm- so did they comment on how they find said seed? They, I don't know. That's a good question. Were they like sitting in the tree watching, saying, watching what is court? that clown doing? Yep. Doesn't he know that this is my territory? I don't know. Okay. I, did, I have to go back and get some follow-up. Because maybe, you know, maybe they're going around smelling, yep. and they know all the smells of their seed. It's like, this is, I've never planted a sunflower seed in my territory. Now, this, this is just the kickoff story. But, the, store, but the, 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 the squirrel doesn't bother eating that particular seed. It just moves it. Just moves it. Because it I mean, for me, I just eat it. Right. <laughs> it moves it to mess with the original squirrel, the offending squirrel, the trespassing squirrel. Now, this is a gardener who observes nature all the time. So yeah, I, I mean, say, they've got to have, they've gotta have a, sharp, they must have yeah. a sharp eye to see where the, stuff where the seed goes, though. That's yeah. what's fascinating to me, that the gardener actually saw where that seed ended up. Now, maybe this is over, experience, over time, yeah. over the years, they... Wherever she plants, sun, she has a certain spot she plants sunflower seeds. Yeah. And then over time, she's noticed they always sprout out five feet over there. Maybe. So this is just the this is just the kickoff story. We have several more to go. That's right. That's right. Um, but we're going to take a, take just a, a short break, uh, and then as we come back, we're going we're going to tell you the rest of the mailbag. All right. So welcome back. 
Um, so just to kick off this to the, kind of the second part of the show here, the words of wisdom for tonight are really Peter's tagline at the end of the show. Stay curious. Stay curious, just like y'all have. Y'all have all been curious about wildlife. And so Scott, listener number one, actually had a response also to the squirrels. Yeah, his, his response is in two parts. So the first part is he talks about squirrels. And then the second part, he gives a scathing review about our alligator story. And I think we're just going to have to have him come on because he articulates it so well. <laughs> he does. But he writes, as I watch, as I write this, I'm watching squirrels out my window. They're at least 80 feet in the air, chasing one other from limb to limb through the trees. They're making what seems to be death-defying leaps and grabs with no apparent concern for falling. But as your last podcast pointed out, we know that squirrels can fall. I too have seen that happen. Is their play careless? Maybe, but not as nearly as careless as Peter spanking an alligator with a canoe paddle. (laughs) Which is the teaser for when we bring him back. We're going to bring him back because I'd really like to... I'd like to hear his opinion on, on that. He wrote he wrote a nice letter about that, but we, I think it's better if we just talk this just one out. have listener number one, yeah. because uh, we do have a review that says they want to hear more of listener number yeah, one. Yeah, someone said, let's hear more number number one. Now, Brad had, well, before you do, Brad, Brad had a response. My brother had a response. He said that he was actually yelling at his phone during the wildlife episode. And, you know, there's been a couple times I've said on the podcast mm-hmm that I predicted this would happen, that you're either yelling at your device, right. you're throwing, I'm glad he didn't throw his device out the window. He was yelling at his device because <laughs> he said that we were missing the most obvious reason, and that is deer, that squirrels are hiding their uh, acorns from deer who eat who eat acorns. And they, yeah, that, that, that's a fact. That's that actually fact. makes sense. Now, squirrels hide acorns where there are no deer. That can also be true. But there, as we've talked about before, you have deer in your yard. Yeah, deer are everywhere. I have deer in my yard. Yeah, there's so, some big deer in this neighborhood. Too. So there's, it's that's a that's a very good possibility that they're hiding the acorns from the squirrels. Now I don't know if they're hiding the sunflower seeds from the deer. No, I think that's where they're. I think we now, that's the original explanation that they're messing with the offending squirrel. But now Brad also had something. Yeah. Well, so so Brad and I went. Uh, on a canoe trip mm. into the boundary waters of Minnesota. Now, if you're not familiar with this, this is on the border of Minnesota and Canada. Right. It's just woods and lakes. And we were canoeing. We'd camp, canoe, camp, canoe, making our way like on a trail mm. on a series of lakes. And when you get to the end of a lake, you pick up all your, all your stuff and you hike to the next lake. And the, the, the hike could be anywhere from 50 yards to half a mile. So we were on an island on this particular one. No, no, it couldn't have been an island. It was more like a peninsula. So we were really surrounded by water on three sides and then it opened up into this wood, this wooded area. Well, anyway, while we were, while we were setting up camp for the night, Brad was making a fire. And then all four of us, there were four of us in this trip, all four of us looked at each other and then we looked into the thick forest because we heard the sound of branches. Not twigs, not leaves crushing, but large crushing sounds of trees on the ground. And it was coming our way. So we ran towards the noise instead of, because we couldn't run. I mean, the only place to go is to get in your canoe and get in the water. So we ran towards the noise. And obviously we, we scared it off and 
off it was, but that was a harrowing experience in the boundary waters of Minnesota. Because you were trapped on the, I mean, there was nowhere to go. Like there was no one, nowhere to run. And right. we had just, Brad had just caught his uh, pike. That so, was, so we were cooking fish. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a bear. <laughs> Probably. 100% was a bear. <laughs> So early in my backpacking career, um, my buddy and I, I think, made, we made a mistake that we escaped from by the grace of God, now that I think about it in retrospect. So we were up in Shining Rock Wilderness Area. So if you're not familiar with wilderness areas, there's nothing allowed in those areas. There's no signs, there's no markers, there's no trailblazes, your map and compass, and, and there's usually a worn trail Maybe. Yeah. But for the most part, your map and compass. And so we're up in the, in the, in the uh, Shining Rock Wilderness area, which you've been up there. Yeah, it's, it's in a very remote part of uh, southwestern North Carolina. And we, uh, we were hiking, and uh, we decided to set up camp for the night. Do you know where we set up? We set up in the middle of a blueberry patch. To give the, give the listeners an idea about this place... In the fall, around September, people flock to this area. Yeah. And they will hike in about a mile with five-gallon buckets, and they will come out with five-gallon buckets full of blueberries. Yeah, and you can actually drive up to the edge of the wilderness area. If you remember that, that, that rise that comes right before Shining Rock, you can almost get there in a truck. Um, a good truck. A good truck, yeah. yeah. Most like people a, don't try it. Like yeah. a rock rock crawler kind of yeah, truck. Yeah, and then they have a couple of berms that you got to yeah. come and work get, all the way over. Yeah, yeah. No, we slept in the middle of that blueberry. And patch. you slept in the middle. I mean, yep. these blueberry bushes are taller than you are, season. Absolutely. And if you don't, if that doesn't strike fear into your heart, the other thing that loves blueberries, besides all the people that flock up there, are the bears in the area. That's right. And so, I, for some reason, I guess we had no fear of bears at that point. I really think you're okay. There's enough blueberries to go around, Cecil. There was a, yeah. There's enough blueberries. They would have had to come, and we were well into the middle of it. So. I mean, if they were hankering for a, like a blueberry burrito, yeah, or you were in your yeah. sleeping bag all wrapped up with a nice blanket, Cecil yep. on a blanket, yep. blueberry flavored, then they would come after you. But I think they were... They were probably had we, plenty to worry about. Maybe that was the safest spot, that was to be, able, been, be in the middle of the blueberries. Mm-hmm. So, um, so was there any were there any other follow ups on the um, on the squirrel episode, wildlife episode? I think we hit them all. There, there. Well, on the wildlife episode. So, oh wait, there was one more. Yes, yes. This is not about squirrel, but this is about government crow. That's a almost sounds like a band. Yeah, I think it'd be a great band name, government. Not really good, but it was about a crow. So Harry tells us a story. So he was he just pulls up to a Sheets, it's a gas station here in North Carolina. They also kind of go up into Virginia and up into I think they go in Pennsylvania. It's kind of this local gas station chain. But he went to uh, put gas in his car and he noticed this rat mouse thing runs over to his the front of his car underneath his tire. And so the first thing he thinks of, oh great, rat's nest. Because some of the wiring on modern cars is made with soy. And so it, rats have been known to get in your car and chew on your wires. And that's the last thing he wanted was a rat starting to make an interest in making a nest in his car. So he goes to the front of his car, he looks, uh, looks over it, and then the mouse sees him and scurries away. And so he walks back to his car pumping. 
and he kind of turns over and he's looking over his car and he sees this crow swoop down about level with the parking lot and then swoop up and then land on a tree in the parking lot. The crow had taken the mouse. Really? Now, have you ever heard of a crow eating? I've heard of eating crow. No, I haven't heard of a crow eating mouse. <laughs> but have you heard of a crow eating a mouse? No. I had no idea crows were... That was one of your surveillance crows, Peter. I, well, you got to wonder. Maybe that's... Now nah, we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that... It could, it could have been a Russian mouse and government crow taking out the Russian oven. Oh, yeah. Surveillance mouse. That's probably what happened. But he said he grabbed the crow. I mean, the crow grabbed the mouse and shook it like a cat. You know how a cat will grab a, a, a rodent and just shake the fire out of it? Yeah. He said this crow did that. Shook it until it stopped moving. And then flew off with it. Well, I, I did uh, during when, it, when we during COVID we had to meet outside of church. You remember that? Yeah. I don't know if you were there this Sunday, but me and another guy saw this. A hawk got a rabbit during the service and flew up into the big oak tree behind the tent, and so it was in my line of sight. And so I was trying to pay attention to the sermon, but instead, me and this other guy, we, I could watch him and watch me, and we were both watching this. Hawk devour a rabbit. Oh my! During the service, and I mean, he was. It was. It was. It was rough. No, I no, mean, I, he, he. I was usually sitting under the tent. Yeah, I would never seen it. And he was. Uh, I mean, he was. Stuff was falling out of the tree. I mean, he was really going to town I'm all sure. during the service. Did, it, did any kid? I guess no kids. Saw no, it, just me and sure this they, other guy. They saw would have made a racket. Yeah, me and this other guy saw it, and so we kept looking at each other and then looking up, and this thing just it just devoured the rabbit uh, during the service. That's amazing. Yep. Well, if you have more wildlife stories, be sure to send it to. Uh, TDSR podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Or you could go onto the website and send us a message. I'm getting a lot of spam from those. Did you know they I'm, the message thing is working there? Is it? Unfortunately, it's people trying to sell me something. Right. Also, we got a great shout out this last week in the uh, service. That's we right. Quoted, I wasn't this there. Time, we we yeah. were quoted this last time. What part was quoted? The tagline. Keep talking. Stay curious. Oh, okay. that's great. Which it has come to that time to say that tagline. Well, before we close, first we want to thank everyone for listening into the new year. If this is your first time and enjoyed the conversation, would you consider hitting subscribe button or the check mark on the Apple podcast? Also, feel free to leave us a review and give us a rating. That's right. Or just one or the other. My That's best, fine. The best ratings right now, I think, are the low ratings, just because I love to think about what, are they what, what were they thinking? Yeah, if you're going to do a one-star, let us know what's going on. What, yeah. what, what do you think? It's, that's fine. We can give take us, Give some words. We can take it. Give us some words of wisdom. That's right. So That Don't Sound Right is a production of TDSR Podcast in conjunction with Camel City Studios. I am your co-host, Cecil, uh, and I'm also your sound engineer, at least for now. Uh, Peter Peter is your web designer and your other co-host, uh, uh, Emily Billman is our graphic designer, so if you haven't seen her work, go check out our t-shirts and merchandise. Uh, Giorgio is the TDSR official merchandise tester. Brent is our brand ambassador, and as always, Scott is listener number one. Um, so until next week, keep talking. And stay curious. Stay curious.